groovy. That's right. Welcome to another episode of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. Because you're a, a coast. I'm, of course, your illustrious, <laughs> illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. And with me today is going to be Antonius Montana. Uh, yeah, apparently. Okay, apparently. That's who's here. What's up? Uh, not much, dude. Just hanging out. Um Fulfilling a obligation to one Nick Neo. We'll get into that in a second. And of course, with us, my Jimmy Norton now. Or our Jimmy Norton, rather. Our Jimmy Norton. Yeah, H1N1 Zombies. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Today's knife. Uh, got a Hogue Decca and Magna Cut with the Ultimate Scales. How dare so you? Nice. We don't say racial slurs here. <laughs> Decca? No. Hope. I thought you said it's a hoe, Decca. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, like, I, I miss when he got in trouble. Never you heard of hoes. I didn't mean to say that. Yeah. That was real Fucking I miss. Uh, you know, he's the one who started, uh, he was the first one to start cancel culture, was uh, Don Amos. I mean, on accident. He was okay. the first one to get canceled, to get, like, fired and lose everything yeah, over yeah. saying, Never you heard of hoes. <laughs> At the same time, fuck that guy. <laughs> Dude, he kind of, besides Stern, even, no, before Stern started Shock Jock Radio, so he's kind of like the Rolling Stones of of what we do, so you got to give him a little credit, even if you're not a fan. Not anyway, a fan. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a fan. I think he's boring, too. Amos in the morning. Anyway, that was years ago. Anyway, so uh, anyway, uh, let me get into our, our sponsors. Today, we are only sponsored by one Nick Neo. Who has his own catchphrase? Do you know what it is? No, what is it? And here's my best impression of him because I just talked to him on PSN. Ready? Sure. I didn't. I didn't say that how to be good movies. He, true. Yeah. <laughs> That's, he said that to me twice. That's his catchphrase. That's his catchphrase. Uh-huh. I didn't say that. He has said it movies. multiple times. Yeah. Okay. That being said, uh, he does have a great um, August Patreon um, that we'll get into in a f- few weeks from now. So um, nice. Now, remember, if you want to sponsor a movie, you just got to join the $20 Patreon, and uh, we just got our allocations out. Um, I said t-shirts. I lied. Everyone got really cool Hanes hoodies, and I know uh, it's the summertime, but winter is just around the corner, so there you go. Winter is coming. And uh, our next surprise allocation will be in December. And not only do you get our cool merch, which basically I break even on, so it's not like I give you cheap bowl. Um, you also get to pick out a movie every single month. And uh, yeah, there you go. We also have the $5 Patreon, which is called uh, um, I Got Five Kids to Feed. And there you can you know hit me up and I'll give you a shout out if you're plugging something or whatever. I don't hear too much from my $5, but you know what? You can exercise your right. And also, you get old episodes of Slamrack Radio, which are not safe for work and kind of need to be behind a paywall. So that way I could find unemployment that is not uh, vocal related in the near future. And also at our $1, you get me and H1 and one zombies, uh, our video game channel, the Power Glove podcast, which is really fun. Um, next- so bad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you keep your power gloves off her, huh, pal? <laughs> So I guess uh, with that said, let's just get into it. Um, we're talking 2001 Space Odyssey. And Ooh. yeah, I know. Oh, you mean this? Yo, go for it. Let's hear it. All right, let the needle drop on the record, okay? Let it drop. Drop it like it's hot. How dare you. No, no, it's still very cold. I know. <laughs> so, um, look, the volume's I up. I can go on back to doing player. it again. <laughs> Just what, this record the takes Rick a Flair minute. Theme song. I, it's a new What's needle. That? The Ric Flair theme song that's uh, in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Ric Flair kind of stole it from the movie. Uh, it's his now. He owns it. It's his now. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Let's see if this thing I feel works. like that's the better way of doing it. Bum, bum, bum. You know what? Fuck it. The soundtrack is. 
You know what? I'm going to have to readjust this or something because my record player is not working at all. Like so many other things. Or maybe maybe <laughs> just like... Anyway, all right. So we're just going to go with our regular music. Is that kind of okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's do it. So uh, before we get into it, though, let's talk a little bit about this movie. Um, it was this is a film. released in 68 before the moon landing. And this is where all those conspiracies that Kubrick had something to do with the moon landing uh, came from. Is it 68? I thought it was 78. 68. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Before the moon. Yeah, yeah. before that, which is kind of crazy. And also, too, a lot of movies, I mean, obviously they had color, but this movie is super colorful and the effects actually are very good for when it very was released. Very good, yeah. One of the effects, and the reason we checked the date is because Fuck one this of the record. bays. I'm throwing the record out. <laughs> <laughs> one of the bays that they pull into in the beginning. Right. Uh, I'm like, this looks like Star Wars. It has like that Imperial oh, hangar yeah. bay kind of theme to it. Yeah, because I thought I this was came like, out oh. like 73 or 74. I didn't know it came out in 68. Yeah, the first Star 77 Wars? was Star Wars. So yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, so this is probably 78. And nope, it came before because I was thinking it ripped off Star Wars. No, Star Wars was very much inspired by this. And you'll see it in other places, like the cockpit of the Jupiter thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that looks like the same style as like the uh, and i feel like as alien a got kind of their stuff from that too um, the back shots one of right, the right. one of the uh, art directors actually worked on alien Thomas. oh okay that so, makes sense though. and alien was 78 i want to say 78 or 79 i, I think one it was 80 something uh, no, no, no. Oh, alien. Alien. yeah. First I think one, that 79. was 79. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it came out like, um, it was uh, after Star Wars got huge, um, Fox was like, we need a space movie. Right. And so that's why Alien was even like green, like um, when it was called like Space Monster or Space It was Terror some stupid name. Yeah. It had a, yeah, it had a dumb name. Um, anyway, it's got a 92 on the uh, tomato meter. Audience score 89, but here's Hipsters. the thing. Here's the thing. A little thing. bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how anyone born of the age of 2001, <laughs> ironically, could even <laughs> go through this movie because the average attention span, according to... Um, according to TikTok. <laughs> well, not only TikTok, but like YouTube is uh, from age groups. Uh, most people that are in their 20s or late teens do not even watch a movie uh, or a video over three minutes long. Wow. This movie okay. is two hours and 15 minutes of, and sometimes 30 minutes of zero dialogue. Yeah. I mean, this is, and there is almost zero soundtrack in this except for, you know, this big band orchestra stuff. Right, right. And besides that, there's not really a lot going for it. There's like moments well, of complete. Yeah, two, two, two minutes, or, or sorry, two hours of a movie is not anything unheard of. The part that makes it feel long is that each individual shot just goes and won't stop. Like each shot's going like almost like, a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. No, yeah. Most definitely. And, and a minute is a understatement. Some of the shots, like when they're. When he's flying on Pan Am, well, we'll get into that when we get in the movie. So, uh, what would you guys give this movie? And I even say this is not one but two movies because I'd say it's the Dawn of Man to the Lunar Landing, and then cut when it says intermission, and then the Jupiter mission right, is okay. its own movie. Now, if I was to take just the Jupiter mission to the destruction of Hal, just that part, I would give that a solid ninety. No mind fuck sky baby at the end. <laughs> just, just no, no, no. Okay. Cutting, I mean, my wife or someone who's never seen it goes, I really want to see this movie. I've never seen it. I go, oh, cool. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> Jupiter mission. Here we go. Just watch this part. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Black Mirror episode. In fact, I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, I give that a 92. The beginning of the movie, don't even get mad at me, man. And it's just because, in fact, I'm minusing points because Kubrick, because he's such a great director that it seems like, I know he didn't mail it in, but it seemed like he was just jerking off to himself about how many great shots he could get. I give that an 18. He did get some great yeah. shots, though. Okay. Fuck yeah, he, he did. Some, um, legendary shots. And those, those sets are amazing. And then at the end, I really like the artwork, but then again, I wasn't on acid when I saw it. So all in all, adding it all together, I'm going to give this certified dull. Ooh. At 58%. Ooh. Yeah. What do you think? All right. I mean, I would definitely give it around that same amount. Like, all for the artsy thing or whatever, but at the same time, it's like you took it too far. Well, not Way only that, but with Kubrick's batting average, right, all right. of his movies are fantastic. Like, even people don't like Eyes Wide Shut, and I'm like, that movie's great. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it. 
I love it. Uh, a lot of people go, oh, the only cool part of Full Metal Jack is the beginning. It's like, no. No, the, no, whole, the Vietnam movie, part the whole movie is yeah. great. And uh, uh, AI, a lot of people didn't know that was basically his movie. Okay. He was almost 80% done with it until he died and then Spielberg picked it up. And, uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, what they did is they footballed that script back and forth to each other for a good like 10, 15 years. And then when he finally passed away, Spielberg, because he wrote it for Spielberg to do. Okay. And then okay. Spielberg goes, hey, man, I made some uh, twerks to it to make less Quebecian and more like a hit like a real hit summer blockbuster right, movie. Right. And then Kubrick looked at it and he goes, yeah, but you took some of the grittiness out. So they kept like kicking it back and forth and then finally went, and then there was like a blood pact made. Whoever dies first, the other person has to do it. So I consider it at least 50% him. Yeah. But seeing how we wrote the premise for it, I'd say it's more 60-40. Okay. I would have to rewatch it again. It's been so it's long. It's so good and so it is, sad. It, yeah. It, I remember, yeah. It was real sad. That and Micho Black are some of the movies I cannot like watch uh, casually because it's just they're so fucking depressed like if you're not in a good mood do not watch those movies <laughs> um so yeah uh this doesn't line up with his you know it's kind of like that dude that used to get all the hot girls and then you see one of his like current and you're like dude are you okay <laughs> do you have a brain tumor what's going on here <laughs> so uh that's just you know what i'm saying on that one um what do you give it zombies if I had to give it anything, um, honestly, I'm going to give it a 60. It's going to be certified sharp just for the cool, the, the legendary shots, man. The, the shots are good. I think the, the monkey was cool. The monkey with the hammer. The monkey. Yeah. It's like, it, it was had an monkey. Ape, it had, it's good. It was an ape. Okay. First off, I think it was actually a bonobo. <laughs> okay, Bozo. But, <laughs> but I, in, so, 60. I mean, it's, it's good enough. But it does have a lot of problems. Let's just say this. It's worth watching once. Let's add this up. We'll say a 59. So on that teeter-totter of fresh and dull. Split that hair. Yeah, split that hair. But we'll say this. Agree with me on this one. Maybe. The whole Jupiter spot is at least like a 78 or an 80. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Post-intermission is like, this is fantastic. Yeah, it becomes, because it becomes actually terrifying. Right. You know, like, exactly. those moments of silence, when when uh, he's picking up his, his, his co-pilot and stuff, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's flowing, even though those are long and drawn out, you just see how looking from the, the dot, and you're like, oh, dude, this is cool, you know? <laughs> that even would have been a better movie, just for, like, that little part where you get the, you know, okay, just so you know, we couldn't tell you until now, uh, well, there was something found on the moon. And if you just made that movie that short and just yeah. people are going, what, what did they find on the moon? Yeah, and they, could just, that little, and they could just use the footage from from earlier. Yeah, you oh, you know what else? Use that during the credits. You know, nowadays with miniseries, this would have made a good miniseries. Yeah. yeah. And that brings me to my comment. What did I do? Some Joker there. That brings me to my comment. That's do you like my stuff? Anyway, <laughs> speaking of the moon. Um... <laughs> just the dark side there is there is a you know my favorite series ever is black mirror before you get there let's let antonio split it okay did you rank it yeah yeah I he said the same it. as me he said yeah. like 58 oh, okay yeah. I, I didn't hear a number so uh <laughs> it was yeah it was around 60 okay, 50, okay. yeah yeah uh that's why we agreed at 59 um, in a yeah, half. Bro. Uh, <laughs> there is an episode on the newest season of Black Mirror. By the way, Black Mirror is batting like 800. There's an episode in every season that's like, <sighs> but every other one's like, dude, give me more. Well, that was <laughs> that was before it was owned by Netflix and they had right. different writers. That was when yeah. it was BBC. Yeah. Anyway, there's a new one that stars, um, God, what's his name? The Faculty. Uh Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, and it stars uh uh God damn it, what's his name? Um, you know, uh uh Science Bitch from uh, Jesse Pinkman. Thank you, Jesse Pinkman, but uh, I forgot his Aaron, real name. Aaron Paul Aaron Something like that. Yeah, I think it is. And it is exactly this movie, uh the Jupiter part, except okay. for Hal is played by Josh uh Hartnett and he becomes more and more crazy because he stops going to cryosleep what Aaron Paul does and he starts like obsessing with his wife and all this other even though they're in space yeah, yeah. there's a way that they could actually go down and they have what they call replicants and then mm. 
Mm. I'm not going to give it away, but it's exactly this movie. In fact, with the part where he locks him outside on a fake repair right. kind of thing. And it is, if you want to see Space Odyssey, but better, just watch that episode. But it, you still got to give credit to Kubrick. And that's probably the most we're going to talk about this movie because this movie isn't very long. So I guess to be fair to the movie, we should go ahead and watch it, right? <laughs> that's the episode, just us doing... To uh, be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Fucking damn it! There you are. <laughs> Great intro, right? Well, my record player didn't work. I have to fix it after this, but so um, this music's still pretty fitting. Yes, I know you guys been listening. Why do you change your music every month? <laughs> Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. Keep it fresh. It's like uh, you know, it's like NP. You know, sometimes you have to have strange. Um, <laughs> So this movie starts off, and it's like the dawn of man, right? You know, we see okay. we see um, a bunch of bonobos. Bonobos. And, uh, you know, they're dark. Technically, and, and bonobos are modern apes. These are uh, prehistoric. Pre yeah, prehistoric humanoid things. So this one group of apes has, like, <laughs> <Monkeys>. another... <laughs> Don't get me canceled again, bro. <laughs> so uh, there is... There is um, actually that's a thing on Twitter right now. That's why we're gonna stay far away from it. Yeah, uh, there, right there you go. There is this group, and they're feuding with another group or a tribe or whatever, right? And they have these animals that walk amongst them, and they're kind of eating insects off each other. Tapirs. Yeah, there you go. And a cute and cuddly baby taper. They kind of get in like a royal rumble battle. Cool. And uh, after that, you know, this black monolith like comes out of nowhere. It looks like a, you know, just like a, a kind of like a, like a black mirror, if you will. And it comes down <laughs> and this one tribe, they all start touching it and, and, and like kind of gathering around it. And then the next day they discover tools. They start using bone clubs. Yeah. Yep. And they start killing off the tapers. And meat. And stronger. Exactly. So instead of being scavengers, now they're actual hunters. Now the other group comes in, the other gang, and they fuck them up, man. There's just one that's like, come on, man. And it's kind of like, you know, uh, what's it, the warriors where they're like, you know, Bring it, brother! You know, with their switchblades. <laughs> Come out to play! I feel like we're teetering There's right now. There's a little now. West Side a little, Story. A little I'm just trying to make it more fun than it is, okay? <laughs> trying to add some flair. I'm trying to add some commentary. So, either way, um, uh, with the Bone Clubs, this one group just murders their leader, and it's just kind of like, yeah! And then they throw the Bone Club in the air, and it does a transition scene to a spaceship, which is really, really? cool. That yeah. was a cool shot. And this spaceship is a Pan Am spaceship. Yeah. Which, yeah. The, I noticed that. You they did. They didn't make it to the future. They definitely did not. And then yeah. on the way, it also shows a computer, and it's an IBM computer. Right, right. There's a lot of sponsorship in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me wonder if Hal is IBM or not. No, I think he's Apple, the way he was behaving. No. <laughs> Siri, I want to kill you. <laughs> Have you guys seen that uh, epic rap battle where it's, um, oh God, Steve Jobs and uh, Bill Gates, and then at the end, uh, <laughs> in the middle, Steve Jobs dies, and Hal comes oh. in to finish the rap battle for him. That's pretty funny. Nice. Okay. Oh, what about, uh, hey, check it out. If you're on, If you have your phone next to you, let's see if this works. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. I guarantee one person's phone went off. <laughs> yes, Dave. I'd be happy to help you. You got to throw different things in there, you know, just yeah. random stuff. You know, Alexa, play Doom. Wait a blast. minute. No, no, I have. I have <laughs> hey, I, I have Alexa. I have that bitch turned up. Wait, I mean, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I have her turned off. I don't want her GPS to lead me off a cliff uh, going up Mount Mayakumas or anything, right? <laughs> so, anyway, um, after, you know, he lands, he's on like this substation, kind of like a space airport. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, um, he's owned by Hilton. 
in case that's you didn't get right. that. Yeah. And there also was a what, what's a the restaurant? Johnson's. Yeah. Howard and, Johnson's. Yeah, yeah. And also too, did you notice before Pacific Bell there was a uh, and you know instead of a Pac Bell is Bell Industries? Did yeah. you guys ever notice that? That's where he telephones his daughter for one dollar and forty eight cents through space. Yeah, yeah. God, that, that was what dated it for me. When he said, "Tell your mother yeah. I telephoned you," I'm like, "Oh yeah. God!" He didn't even say call. He said telephone. Did you notice how like cordial and polite everybody is? It was kind of like off putting. Did me. you notice yeah. how um, Captain Kirk, this guy, read his lines? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was. It was so William James Kirk or William T Kirk rather. Yeah. He was like, yes, and then uh, it's classified, but uh, you will know that, uh, you know, it was, it was very, it was, it, it was very Shatner-esque. Yeah, it was very Shat. So <laughs> I thought it was cool that he had a portfolio with him. I'm like, oh, look at this guy carrying a portfolio. It reminds me of every job interview I've ever had. Um, anyway, so. He's on a top secret mission. He boards another plane. They go to a spot and he's explaining to them, you know, uh, to this. They they faked a quarantine or yeah, an accident. Yeah. They faked like a, a outbreak, outbreak yeah. on it. Yeah. And so the space station, they couldn't contact the outside. They had to be like, you know, quarantine. And then they finally go to it and they realize uh, that uh, where well, they want to show them that there's been something buried there. I think they say a million or four million, four million years. years. Yeah, yeah, on the the moon base, and not just over time. They said intentionally buried. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very important. And uh, then I thought of the Michael Crichton uh, book, The Sphere. Do you guys ever read oh, that? Oh yeah, oh, I've no. never read it. I've seen the movie. It gets a bad rap. It's actually a really good movie. It is. I like that one. A lot of people hated that movie. I'm like, dude. First off, underwater movie plus ten points. Second off, Samuel L. Jackson. 10 points third off <laughs> michael kreitzman which this is only his and also fourth off when i was in jail <clears throat> this was the only book i had in the uh, uh it was missing the cover in the first few pages but i really liked it <laughs> also was filmed vallejo california oh yeah really? filmed that in our island that. yep okay so Anyway, uh, they find it, and then I think after that, doesn't it cut to epilogue or not epilogue, but intermission? No. Well, they find it. They go down to it for like some photo op, right. and then the thing starts like screaming, just this really high pitch noise. Yeah. And they all start grabbing their heads, and then it cuts. Yeah, and the intermission. Real quick, did you notice on the camera, like when it, he was taking pictures, but he had to keep tilting it yeah. to like reset like the film or whatever? I was like. No, yeah, no, we don't. Di- don't no do digital, that no like uh, okay. Well, to be fair, <laughs> um, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Do it, do we'll it. Wait, we'll wait. Do it. No, wait. Don't. I'm so happy to have it. Don't, next. don't tire it out. <laughs> ah, fine. Okay, dude, it's it's our gimmick. We we only get. I say we only get one per episode. Unless yeah. you want to do it live. <laughs> do you know what button it is? Just reach out. <laughs> shut up. Okay. Shut <laughs> you. Stop it. <laughs> Um, not him again. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, if you would like me to leave a Chaz message on your significant oh, other's phone, oh yeah, uh, you you could do that by joining the um, I got five kids to feed uh, Patreon. I need an SO. <laughs> well, I'll get you one. Don't worry. So um, anyway, after this, we see the good part of the movie, which is yeah. the Jupiter experiment. Now, I forget exactly how it begins because this movie was pretty long. Well, so uh, is the ship. That it's kind of just goes like in. Just going through goes space. In. The giant I had sperm a, ship. I had to run out and use the bathroom. like right. So Ironic. I missed the thing's <laughs> scream. Well, pfft. It was said intermission. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, I don't have to stop this fucker. I could just run and go to the bathroom and come back. You know? Yeah. I don't I think you're forgetting where the intermission was, but Wasn't it right at no. it was right after the the, the moon, monolith. Yeah, with the screeching and then it's intermission. It's intermission and then it goes okay. And then it goes yeah. to Jupiter and we get the long ship scene. Yeah. I thought it cut straight to, you know, eighteen months later. I don't know. I, I barely tan. Well, yeah, tension. yeah, but that's that's <laughs> like where it cuts to after it says eighteen months is the ship scene. Now yeah. I will say this though: for its miniatures and its cinematography, this movie has got an A plus all the way. Yeah, like yeah. there's no screen uh, screen blip. There's no you know where the screen kind of moves in the background a little bit. You could see the stars kind of like go off positioning. No strings. 
all the models are super detailed where they actually look functional you know and uh also really star wars-esque shots there is seeing the big back end. Uh, this of, came out voice i know yeah but it's like now you see where like star trek and uh, or sorry yes you star trek too star trek star wars and even alien you get those long shots yeah. followed by giant spaceship ass right and right. Al- also too a lot of the shots the way that they curve frank herbert's dune or sorry um you know who i'm talking about uh well they call it frank herbert's dune the uh 84 version right they stole a lot of the way the ships move to planets where you don't it's not the star wars shot where you see the bottom of the ship just going forward but mm-hmm. you actually see the curvature like it's actually going to orbit which is actually really cool and right, i, I yeah. dug that a lot so we see it and uh now um take over you guys because if i'm trying to rem- remember this movie is kind of not mind-numbing and it's kind of a hot day <laughs> yeah i mean at this point you know we get to see uh, we meet the crew, and it's them looking over uh, the frozen passengers. And yeah, because there's only there's only a, it's a crew of five, right? But only two are only actually two are in awake. the movie, doing out the whole movie, right? Yeah. And the rest are are not even like they're mentioned, but they don't. So it's a crew of six, if you include a Hal uh, nine or do. double zero. Yeah, yeah, they do include Hal in there as like part of the crew when they were given that uh, interview. Back to Earth, the news interview. Yeah, yeah that's that's eating. the beginning of the. Yeah, that's the beginning of this part. Okay, so yeah, so uh, you see the one astronaut. He's running around like the base, doing like jogging and kind of shadow boxing and everything like that. He gets done with that. The other crew member is eating this weird food. It's like a. It paste. looks like play doh. Yeah, it looks like play doh and everything. Oh, I was trying to guess what kind of flavor that was, and here's what I came up with. I thought it was space enchilada. Hear me out. Okay. One of the things looks like like Mexican rice. One of them looks like fried beans. One of them kind of looks like red sauce. And one of them kind of looks like a tortilla with cheese. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, that kind of looks good. And then I ran off and had to grab some leftover tofu. <laughs> it's like, ah, space burrito. Space burrito. Deconstructed space burrito. Well, it just reminds me, remember back in the day when your parents were like, um, you know, lazy and they give you the banquet? You know, yeah, the, yeah. the Mexican oh, the one cuisine. Yeah. The, the, no, I'm talking about the real one, the the banquet. You know, the <laughs> 199 one, and always the best flavors. I, I don't know if you're with me. The Salisbury steak. That was your number one. Obviously. What was your number one? Uh, I don't remember at this point. It's been so long. The turkey dinner was my favorite. The turkey, okay. The turkey was solid, and the cranberry sauce when it would burn from the microwave and it have a little burn edges. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would say number two, Salisbury's up there. I, I think that was my number three. Okay. My number two would always be the Mexican one because it tasted kind of like the Enchirito from Taco Bell. Where, oh yeah, yeah. Where it has no earthly business being called Mexican food, but yet it's still delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that would be it's like spicy ketchup with cheese and like meat and that you can't recommend. call it like Mexican dinner or something like that? Like it was some like very not okay name to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Mexican dinner. Like, it was just like, yeah. Like, like this ho- is, yeah. <laughs> Jose's taco rolls or something. <laughs> and then the worst one always was the fried chicken. Microwave fried chicken. Oh, just get the fuck yeah. out of here, man. Right? Unless it's the that was nuggies. Weird. The Dino Nuggies. Oh, Nuggies Those were good, actually. Pretty Those well. good. Oh, dude. Nuggies, especially the Dino Nuggies. Yeah, the Dino Nuggies at Costco. Those things are the shit. Have you ever... Okay, here's the secret with the Dino Nuggies, all right? So, yes, what is it? <laughs> you, you microwave them just enough for them not to be frozen, and then you put, like, olive oil in a pan or vegetable, oil, and then you, like, kind of stir-fry them and make them extra crispy. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. And then I make a sauce... I swear to God, it's uh, chili paste or sriracha with uh, soy sauce, and you dip it, and it's kind of like a fry. You know how they have like um, fish cakes, like yeah, yeah. At, at like Chinese places. It's kind of like that. Ah, okay. Give it a try, dude. It, it costs you like probably five dollars. You could feed a family of three, and you can act like a boss. Like, yeah, I chop these up and deep fry them myself. And- <laughs> I just throw the dino nuggets in the air fryer like a good millennial. There you go. No. Well, I mean, you know that works too. Remember, the- do you guys remember the fry daddy? No. no, dude, I invented um, uh, deep fried Twinkies before it was a thing. And uh, I don't know about that, man. That's dude, been around I, for a while. I now. was doing this in like 93, son. And uh, <laughs> also deep fried. Get this. Home run pies are the shit. Ooh, okay. If you are stoned 
And you have a deep... I'm going to burn the crap out of myself trying to make these. <laughs> and it's got to be apple. And then here goes the thing. If you really want to be a baller, a little bit of cheddar cheese on top, dude. Telling you. I'm telling oh, you. I can't do the apple pie with the cheddar cheese. No, but this thing. is a home run pie. It's a whole different animal. I, I don't know. Cheese and apple. My brain is confused. Cheese and apple? Yes. If cheese you, and apple pie? If I were I to explain know. to yeah. you what a jack-in-the-box taco was you'd be like you're a crazy person that's disgusting but then you have it and you're like this is the best taco i've ever had oh yeah the jack-in-the-box tacos <laughs> you can tell me they're people at this point i don't I keep yeah. <laughs> well remember back in the day everyone thought it was kangaroo meat yeah yeah and it was still good <laughs> I, I don't care if it's kangaroo I, yeah yeah i'll eat i'll eat roux let the yeah i'll eat some roux kangaroo you know it's probably like more environmentally friendly anyway to eat roux I mean, we already eat emu, so let's yeah. just get another one from over there. Where the fuck were we on this movie? Because, I mean, uh, this conversation... They were eating. <laughs> they were eating. Yes, 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 yes. They are eating kangaroo. Yeah. Okay, so they're eating their kangaroo uh, Mexican meal from, <laughs> from Banquet, the only sponsor they don't show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, finally, um, shit, man, this is where... Okay, so... All I can think of is Banquet Mexican This is when we meal. start seeing... <laughs> this is when uh, they start asking Hal questions, you know, because uh, Hal goes, oh, there's a, um, there's a calm error. Right. In 72 hours, it's going to... By the way, this is in the same... Black Mirror episode, Beyond the Sea, way better in this movie. Um, because it's going to fail in 72 hours. So one of the scientists, astronauts, doctors, whatever you want to call them, goes out and checks it. And they have these weird, like, spherical... Um, the pod things. Pod things. With, pods, the, with yeah, the arms. With the arms. Yeah. 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 And it they look, look a lot like the ball from Bumblesuit Gundam. I was going to say... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it also reminds Those me of... Like Dragon Ball Z, too. Like, it yeah. also looks oh, like... Oh, yeah, it does look like a sand pod. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. I thought it looked like the movie The Abyss, those deep-sea diver, like, kind oh, of... Yeah. yeah, 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 okay. And uh, he goes and he brings back the unit, and he's like... And they put, like, this kind of... It looks like a voltmeter, but it's in the future where you can actually see it. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with it. And he goes, uh, Hal, what do you think? And he goes, I suggest you put it back in, and we'll let it burn out. That way we can actually see what's going on. He said right. it was human error. Yeah, he yeah, goes. That was a little later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally, these two astronauts, they go into um, one of the pods because he goes, I got a communication error, so we're going to check it out. And he's like, do you trust Hal? This seems weird. Like, why would he send us off to space? Is it to test our trust, this and that? Like, do you get a read on this? Like, what's going on? I think he was more concerned that, oh, God, our computer made a mistake. The computer that's not supposed to make a mistake made a, made a mistake. mistake. And then yeah. also now can't admit he made a mistake. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. he's, saying, yeah. no, he's like, it's always been human error. He's like, it's like, oh, God, he can't even admit he's wrong. He doesn't even know he's wrong. Yeah. So they're right. thinking, like, take him offline. Yeah, it's like one of those people, I raped 17 children and murdered 50. Why? Uh, God made me the way he was. Okay, we well, still did it. Yeah. Dick. Anyway. <laughs> so um, at this point, Hal, being a supercomputer, starts reading their lips as they're in there. And when they turn off all the comms, which I knew was going to happen because they kept looking over to it. By the way, did anyone else pick up? You've both played Borderlands, right? One, yeah, two. Yeah, what? The Claptrap is exactly... Hal with a sense of humor. Look at the whole design of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Did you also see it now? And also, the back of Claptrap is exactly their oxygen tanks, where it's shaped like that kind of Viagon. I didn't. Viagon. Yeah, where it, it looks like, not Egon, a Viagon. Like um, <laughs> like it's a square, but it, but the like square triangle, goes up like dude? a triangle. Like a <laughs> trapezoid no, no, because, sort of thing? No, because a triangle is three <laughs> sides. This one has four. It's got a flat, and then it goes up in a V and it's another not a flat. rectangle. Because one of them is shorter than the other one. Is that parallelogram? <laughs> I thought a parallelogram. I was bad at geography. All four I don't sides. Know. Yeah. All four sides are equal. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, it's shaped just like him as well. And also his little arms, like, look like the ones on the ship. I'm like, we're watching the Claptrap movie. Yeah. That would be kind of, that'd be kind of sick. Probably a little bit better than this. Definitely. So anyway, um, now uh, he reads their lips and they have to go back out to replace it and I forgot which one of the doctors is the one that's not Dave I think he's Keith the yellow one the Ye yellow one yeah the yellow ranger yeah. the yellow, yellow ranger, ranger <laughs> they are color coded in this go movie they are they really are See, uh, goes outside to replace it and then all of a sudden his little pod thing like pushes him out 
activates and, and comes and at him. Cuts his uh, his gives airline. Him the clamps. Yeah, they give them the clamps. Gives them the clamps. Ah. And uh, motherfucker goes flying. So <laughs> now Dave has to go save him. And this scene is super suspenseful because they keep cutting to the window where you just see a dot and it gets closer and closer. Right. And then it cuts to this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. And then it cuts back to Hal. Now every time Hal is up to some shit. It just shows the red light, and it makes it really creepy. Because in your mind, almost see it thinking exactly. Yeah, in your mind, you're like, "What is it plotting? It's plotting something. We don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe butt stuff with Batman." (laughs) So this is uh, my favorite scene. Now, now, uh, Dave finally saves the dude, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he didn't bring like a oxygen helmet or anything like that. Jumped straight in the pod and took off. And he's carrying him back, and he goes like, you know, open up the, um, you know, open up that the hatch, and it doesn't do anything. And he keeps this is like a good standoff for about two and a half minutes. I'm not even lying; it's like two and a half minutes. I don't know. I wanted to count how many times he said, "Open the pod bay doors, Hal." Yeah, exactly. I can't do that, Dave. And then finally, uh, he goes, "Well, I'm going to go through the emergency exit." He goes, "How are you going to do that while carrying him, Dave?" And he, with the space helmet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're like, the space helmet. Yeah. And you're like, fuck! Right? So then um, Dave has to let the dude go. He's probably fucked anyway. Remember, you and I were talking, H1N1 and Zombies just finished this right before you walked in. Yeah. And we were talking about he either A, froze to death, B, has anoxia from having his oxygen cord cut, right? Right, right. Either way, he is not either way. dead. Yeah, yeah, he's been dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he dead. It was a recovery, basically, from the start. Yeah, kind of. So finally... Dave opens it up and it's a long and egregious process and you Hal trying to talk him out of everything. He goes, you compromised the mission, Dave. You compromised the mission. Da da da, this and that. So he gets open, he opens the door and... Oh, real quick. Yeah. So while Dave is going, like, trying to get Hal to open up the bay doors, Hal decides to kill the other three of the, uh, yeah, all of the people in the, the, the hypersleep chambers and everything. And it's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Like, that's But the cool dirty. thing about it is you see all their vitals one by one. He clicks them off. Like, right, he cl- right. clicks off brain function. Like, and he's checking off a list. Like, yeah, yeah going yeah. down the list. And you just see it flatline. Which is also kind of a foreshadowing sort of thing. God, yeah. No, I didn't even think of that. I didn't oh. think of that. Good call. <laughs> Big brain. Good call, dude. Thank well, you, zombies. I mean, really, I didn't... I didn't even put that together, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, and then, but it, it gets really creepy at this part because, like I said, this is the best part of the movie because you see it going like, you know, this is going to be critical, da da da. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of giving warnings, and he, and how's like, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> fuck you, Dave. And that's the thing is like, I know he wanted to kill Dave and uh, Yellow Ranger because they were planning on shutting him off, right? And I think he was. I think it's implied that he's self-aware, he's conscious, so he doesn't want to die. Yeah. And then I think once Dave comes inside and he realizes, oh, God, he's going to shut me off, I think they're trying to show that he is actually afraid to die, and that's why he's trying to beg Dave not to but turn him off. Here's where this this is cinema flaw is to me. What about if he woke everyone up? While he was outside and convinced them, Dave's sabotaging the mission. He already killed Keith. That you must been, stop him. That would have been fun. That would have been cool. I don't know why yeah. they chose, he chose to kill the other three. There was well, no reason for it. Then he has to like, figure out a way to kill them. And I think this was just easier. No, no. Not if there's a clean slate. Because they weren't documenting it. Remember? Because they were keeping it secret. Keeping it safe. Because they didn't want Hal to be able to access the records. Right, So right. it was just... He, he could have killed off Dave and just said, There was a terrible accident. Yeah, yeah. The mission is still a go. The three of you can handle it. Yep. But... That didn't happen. So a lot of people think like, Dave, what are you doing? Like a lot of people think that there was like a relationship trying to build there. Because like, oh, yeah. remember they even asked, do you have ego or do you have feelings? Right, right. And he goes, I have what can be described as feelings, but I, you know what I mean? It's, but yeah. just like you were saying, it's, it's self-aware, it's sentient. Yeah. I think that the performance is supposed to make you think like, what if... You know, it had more than just the monotone voice. Do you actually hear this thing begging for its life? 
Well, it does. It tries to sing him a song. Well, that's when he's starting to go, and that's when it seems like, oh god, he's actually killing him. You know, just, he's slowly taking apart his higher brain so, functions, yeah. and he's getting dumber and dumber to where all he can remember is just the first song he was taught. Yeah, when he said he was born on January the twelfth of mm-hmm. nineteen ninety-two, and everything else. I think that when he says it's human error, he's talking about the human that's inside him. Could be. Oh, okay. You know, kind of like he's a ghost in the machine, if you will. Right, right. So because he's developed consciousness and awareness, he now is human and able to err? Well, not only that, but... Not only that, but the only people he've known, because the other ones were in cryosleep the whole time, was Dave and Keith. And maybe he thought if he kills Keith, he has Dave all to himself. Just interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I think the smart that's this is why I didn't get it like human error when he kept saying that because he says it three times like in succession in one scene is I think they meant like not that he was programmed by humans, but that he was programmed so well to think like a human. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a sex, he doesn't have a gender. He could have fell in love with Dave, kind of like the movie Makers Plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, where Sharon Apple, who is female but not robot you know, yeah. yeah robot falls in love with um uh, a siu because he she is programmed by a person to like that kind of person now um but i think that like yeah my cinema sin with it if it, if it wants to be omniscient and if it wants to be perfect why wouldn't it devise a plan that i could do within an hour going huh if i kill dave and case already gone I could say he was suffering from space madness and have the three and complete the mission, but did but did he even want to complete the mission? Right. Did we even figure out what the mission was? I don't I don't know if that part was clear. Remember at the end when he's at, pulling Yeah, yeah. So after as the uh how eventually gets shut down and everything, right before he like officially dies. When we get the video. Did we get the video? But, yeah. And it so says, they were know, saying they detected Yeah. Uh a, a, a transmission from the moon to Jupiter. To Jupiter, yeah. And like it's a like mirror the satellite. First, like concrete evidence of extraterrestrial life. And that's why they were sent out is to like basically meet oh, the that's aliens. Right. They didn't they didn't know the, the other slab was gonna be there. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. I remember so, now. Okay. Sorry, I was drowsy by this point in the movie. <laughs> the edibles were kicking in. So then we get to <laughs> uh the the artistic part. So Dave goes out there in his tiny little shuttle with barely any life support, and you know because he's nearby, he 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 scuttles the ship basically. Um, and we see a lot of cool imagery. Did you notice the cross thing I mentioned? Cross thing. Cross thing. All the planets are aligned, and then you see a ship go in the middle, oh, and yeah. it's oh, just a, yeah, it's yeah. exactly a crucifix. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it leads up to the monolith. Like everything aligning is like this reoccurring thing theme yeah. in the movie. We get to see it one more time. We do, but yeah. do you, but if you notice, it always aligns in a cross. In fact, the D eights when he's going through like the space travel thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight sides actually in non three dimensional is a cross. So yeah. I, I think there was a lot of like Jesus imagery and everything else, and kind of like a, is he meeting God? Then we or? go to like the, our total Black Mirror part, but super Kubrickian. This is when Kubrick just decided to jerk himself off and put two fingers in his bone butthole when he was on the toilet. <laughs> Don't tell me you haven't done that. Is and he anyway, like self blumping right now, kind of a little bit, and. Uh, uh, we get an all-white room, which might be heaven. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I pointed out to you, there's a scene of Adam and Eve, but they have clothes on already. It's a man and a woman under an apple tree. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't make out what it was. And remember, I was like, is Dave God? Did he create... By him meeting the mirror, was this like a weird time travel thing? Because there's him at different ages. It was and- Yeah, it was kind of neat. Because like you see him, he's in the pod in the room, and he starts walking around. And then he looks into the other room, and there's this you know older gentleman, yeah, yeah, sitting at the table eating. And then he turns around and comes out, and it's him. And it's Dave. And then you You see see him in the room, and like the astronaut Dave is gone. The other Dave sits down, starts eating, looks over, and sees an old man on the bed. And then you see it from the old man on the bed's perspective, and Dave's gone from eating. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's this weird progression. It's super trippy. So here's the thing. I was thinking that maybe that it's an infinite loop, like kind of like the movie Moon, which is way better than this movie. Um, (laughs) I don't think it's a loop. I think he left out what the next progression was, which is that 
baby in a bubble thing with the giant head. Right, like, right. Yeah. That thing, I'm, I'm thinking it was showing like an evolutionary process, kind of like how the uh, the ape thing went to, you know, oh, I can use tools. Yeah. You know, it just took humans yeah. to the next level. What I mean, Interesting. What I mean is this, is that infinite loop like this, that thing's a black mirror, like it reflects, you know, kind of thing. And it is dual-sided. So what I got from it was that... Um, Dave became the space child giving his information about space travel to the the apes of the past. Oh, okay. oh so you think Dave sent the Yes. Oh, okay. And that he is the space child sending it back and that's where the infinite loop is. Yeah, yeah. If Dave didn't go out to space, there would be no humanity. And God knows what happens to Dave after so, this because it's not like humanity's destroyed. Well, Isn't the space is, baby is Dave? Dave is responsible for the 12 monkeys. There you go. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're responsible for that pick. So now that we discussed it, does anyone want to change our grades? Sometimes that happens. No, I'm, I'm maybe, I don't know, maybe 65. It's not like a lot. I'm, I swear to God, man, the Jupiter scenes are so... Project Jupiter is like a solid 80, 82 for me. But the rest of the movie is just like I said. It's Kubrickian. And it drags. It drags, yeah. You know what we found out? Like three quarters of the way through the movie yeah this is this movie is excellent at 1.5 times speed not kidding oh yeah, yeah. okay at, at the last part, really good we knew you were coming so we sped it up and it's because it's just music and no dialogue and it's just cool imagery right, right. the movie actually works quite well yeah so i i would say if you were to watch at the beginning of project jupiter watch it full speed and then right after he how sings the song goes goodbye dave and then play it at 1.5 the movie would be a good 88 in my book. Yeah, okay. So know that... No, that's a little high. I'm so just, what you're saying is it just really just speed up the movie and it's a great movie. No, what I'm saying is the imagery is great. The music is garbage because all it is is recycled oh, classical music over and over. And right, because right. the scenes are so dragged on long, there's so much foreplay in this movie, but too much. Yeah. Two hours and 15 minutes for three pages of dialogue, maybe? Yeah, for a Black Mirror right. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could have been um, like that. Like I said, if they were to broke break this off, make it a mini series. I know, like they didn't do that back then. But if you were to break this off into like say five, six parts, give it way more dialogue, better music, keep the visuals. Yeah, you know, keep the acting. The acting's great. The visuals are great. The everything about this looks like better than most modern movies. You know, when it comes to the shots. Mm-hmm. The music is oh, it's overdone. I'm not saying I don't like classical music. I do, but the fact that it overshadows any like sound effect. Also, too, every time I hear Ric Flair's music and I don't hear woo, I get upset. <laughs> yeah, should have been more Ric Flair in this movie. Way more. And hear our background music. If you were to have some kind of synthwave, and I know it was kind of pre-synthwave, but synthwave came from these old movies. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. If they would have gave it some kind of flair, because the dead silence, and I know he's supposed to capture the dead silence of space, that works fine when you have Hal there, though. But when you're just showing trippy-ass visuals at the end and space travel that's boring in the front, fucking give it something. Some kind right. of bed. Yeah. Objects floating in space to classical music. <laughs> the movie. Basically, yeah. I mean, they could have, like... They lined up the spaceship landing with a crescendo. It's amazing! Well, luckily, <laughs> this is going to be a teaser. Um, I think he did this because he wanted some frosting on this shit cake. Uh, Nick Neo picked out my favorite space movie. Well, not my favorite space movie, but my favorite Lovecraftian movie. How about okay. that? Does that count? Okay. Yep. So we're going to be doing his Event Horizon for his summer pick. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, August pick. And um, dude, does this movie... It it has a lot to do... Or you could say it borrows influences from this, but it does it a thousand times better. And I can't wait to get into this. It, it borrows influence from something else as well. I know it does. Yep. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we get into the it. The unofficial Warhammer 40k movie. So, um, what do you guys uh, think? Do you think we did it justice? Because I think we did it more than justice. I, I mean, think we, yeah, we definitely I think we set did. it up well. I, I would like to say the the coolest scene 
you know, is, well, it's a cool series of scenes that kind of link the whole three parts of the story up. Is the moon landing part? No. Oh. The the shot looking up at the uh, the slate with the moon and the sun behind it. Yeah. And then the one he sees at the end where yeah. it's the, you know, the, the slate tie-in. with space and the earth and the sun behind it. Right, the tie-in. Right. Yeah, yeah. I did like, like the tie-in. link up. And then that weird one where it looked like a cross because the, the slate, the monolith is floating in between it. Yeah. Linking those three, I think that was kind of cool. You could uh, also, I don't know, if you guys ever seen uh, real quick um, the Star Trek, the motion picture or the the first the one, the OG one, not in forever, it was dude. So it is exactly boring. this movie. Yeah, it really is. It's okay. a, it, I mean, it really is. It's it's about the same thing. It's like the search for God or Creator or whatever. Right, and, right, dude. That the last thirty minutes are exactly that. They could have just cut and pasted. It's, it's <laughs> you know, um, except for at least we get to see James Tiberius Kirk like be a dick and an ass and awesome and you know. <laughs> But oh, that! I don't know why I was thinking First Contact. I'm no. like John Luke. Oh, man. Yeah. hey, I like First Contact. That's you, like the best one. Yeah. No, Khan is the best. No, I'm with I'm with Tony on this one. Who's Tony? What about Generations? Generations is good. Generations is very good, but First Contact. That's that's the top. What, is that the one with the Borg? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I take yeah. it back. Yeah. And that's we get to see Jean Luc Picard be a dick. Yeah. 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 We were stopped him here, here, and no further. And then she's like, "You're just being, you know, Captain Ahab." No. Yeah. He throwing things <laughs> on his desk. Dude, the Borg is the best, man. I fucking love the. You know, um, I, but it always rips off that one movie I really like, uh, Virus, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Borg. I'm pretty sure the Borg came first. No, it did, but it, it, it just the virus did it better because they were like zombie creature thingies, and there was like, it, it, okay, so the Borg are kind of perfect. Where in virus, they're definitely imperfect. Yeah, yeah, I because get, okay. they only had spare parts or whatever right, were on right. the ship. Yeah, and it made it so virus much. Virus was definitely way kind of creepier. Yeah, but the Borg, I don't know, like they're they're freaking awesome. Yeah. Anyway, um, I love that movie. That's one of the, I, I put that in like one of my like, like top, top 10. ten movies yeah. that actually scare me. First Be- Contact. No, no, uh, Virus. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, why are you really, bro? Scared of First Contact? No, okay. I'm uh, Willy Wonka is more terrifying than that movie. All right. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts before we get the fuck out of here? Anything zombies? I got nothing. You got nothing. I gotta go return some videotapes. Are you gonna rewind them first this time? I'm gonna be kind. I'm gonna rewind. All right. Send it. Keep it sharp. Bye, everybody.